This is Entrepreneurs Get Visible, the podcast for people who want more impact, influence, and income. I'm Anna Parker-Naples, and I'll be sharing with you proven methods from leading entrepreneurs that help you get visible as an authority in your field. Because anything's possible when you get visible. In today's episode of Entrepreneurs Get Visible, we are diving into how to edit your podcast. So the first thing I want you to know is that editing can be as complex or as simple as you make it, depending on the quality of the output you want to put out there, your skill and expertise, and also your level of skill or expertise. And if some of what I talk about today scares the bejesus out of you, I want you to know that you don't have to do this yourself. So not only do we have the podcast membership where you could learn how to do all of this in real detail, which you can find out about at thepodcastmembership.com, but we also have a brand new production arm to my business. So if you'd like to find out about how we can help you with a podcasting done for you production package, head over to annapn forward slash production. The link's going to be in the show notes to find out much more about having a call so you can find out how we can work with you to get your podcast out there edited and all of it taken off your hands. But for those of you who want to go it alone, this is what we're going to be talking about today. How to get the best results from your audio to make sure it is podcast ready. So the first thing then is the purpose of editing is to make your show sound better. And for the purposes of this podcast, I'm talking about not just the basic edits, but also the mixing and mastering that would go on on the audio in very surface level detail, because you don't need to know it all just here just yet. But first of all, in terms of editing, you're going to need some software. Even if you have recorded an interview using Zoom or Skype, you're going to need to bring that audio file into an editing software suite on your Mac or your PC or your computer or whatever you have so that you can polish it up. And that's essentially what editing is, the spit and polish of creating your audio. So the software that I recommend you get started with because it's free is Audacity, which you can get on a PC or a Mac. I also am a huge fan of Twisted Wave and Twisted Wave Lite. I think they're one of the most simple and intuitive, easy to use systems out there. Although, again, it's not one of those industry standards. It's not one of those heavyweight players. If you do want to go with something that has an amazing reputation in terms of audio. You might want to look at Adobe Audition, which you do have to pay a regular monthly fee for. If you're already forking out for the Adobe Creative Suite, it is included in that, so you might want to check. Or the other heavy hitter is Pro Tools. Oh, and actually, I meant to mention that if you want something free and you have a Mac, it actually comes preloaded with GarageBand, and you can do everything you need to do for a podcast on something like GarageBand or Audacity. You don't have to spend loads. So this is the thing. You can get as heavyweight and as complex as you want with audio, but you've got to one, have an interest in that. Two, know what you're doing. And three, be committed to that level of quality. Now, I have over the years, in terms of being a voice actor and an audiobook narrator and a podcaster, I have created tens of thousands of hours of audio. And I've never felt the need to invest in something like Adobe Audition or Pro Tools. Now, sure, maybe they might simplify some of the more complex processes, but for what you're creating with a podcast, they aren't actually necessary. 
So first off, we want to talk a little bit about when you are editing, actually the most important thing is to bring in the cleanest audio when it's in its raw form that you can. And that's why being really aware of using good equipment in the first place, having a good recording area that is noise-free and noise-pollution-free and that potentially has lots of soft furnishings in it to eliminate and dampen the sounds of the noise going around on those hard spaces. Like if you were to be recording in front of a window, the sound quality would not be as good. So you want to be thinking about that recording environment first. And each room in your house is going to sound a little bit different. The next thing then in terms of looking after the sound quality when you are recording in the first place is I always advise to use headphones because you will hear all sorts of pops and noises in your own voice, but also what's going on in the building around you, in the room, in the outside areas. You're going to hear all of that if you have professional closed back headphones on. The final thing I want to mention at this point is about mouth noise. I know it's a bit awkward and a bit squelchy, but sometimes when we're talking quite naturally, all sorts of wet noises come out of our mouths. There's sorts of pops and clicks and basically verbal mannerisms that we have that are perfectly normal. But if you are hydrated and you have eaten something that refreshes your palate or you've brushed your teeth, you're going to get a much cleaner sound audio. So watch what you're eating and drinking immediately before you start to record and top up those water levels on an ongoing basis to keep those vocal folds and your mouth and all of the articulation tools that you have with your instrument absolutely in tip-top condition. The first thing in terms of editing in your software, whichever you've chosen to use, you import the audio in. And from there, you're going to be able to go through the audio and listen out for any anomalies that you want to remove. So this might be where you've said lots of ums and ers. Maybe your breath sounds particularly heavy. Maybe there's unnecessary long pauses. Or maybe there's just been natural stumbles that have happened. Now, actually, I quite like my audio to feel pretty natural. But if there has been uh, a stutter that has gone on too long or has been really distracting to the message, then I would have it removed out. And in terms of how polished you want your audio to sound, well, that really is a stylistic choice. What are you trying to get across? I like my shows to have lots of energy, but to feel very natural. So, In order to remove those, really, it's a question of being able to highlight, copy and paste. I say this to people all the time. People get scared about software and editing because the software can look a little bit overwhelming if you're not accustomed to it. But essentially, if you know how to highlight, copy and paste in a Word document, you can learn to edit. In terms of breaths and in terms of shortening some of the distances, sometimes a pause can be really useful. But you don't want to fill that pause in with silence. So there's a big difference between the sound of complete audio silence and the sound of room tone. Because each and every room that you are in sounds a little bit different. So if you are wanting to replace a breath with silence to kind of get rid of that breath noise, you want to make sure that if you're replacing it with something, you're actually using room tone and not silence because that can make it sound really odd. If ever you've listened to a meditation track and you've heard that the quality isn't great and then it goes completely silent and then they come back in, it can be really jarring as a listener. So make sure that you're using room tone as fillers. 
Once you've done that, then you're going to want to look at, well, if you're using an intro and an outro, you're going to look at importing that music and making sure that you are using effectively an envelope tool to decide which parts are going to be music, which parts the vocal elements are going to be over the top and using an envelope tool to kind of shape where and when the music, if you're using it, is going above and over your vocal track. Then you're going to want to look at the levels in your track, making sure that there is some consistency. A pet peeve is when you listen to something and there's one part of the audio that's really loud and then there's another part that's really soft. And if you were listening in your car, you'd be having to constantly turn the radio dial volume up and down. It's really frustrating as a user experience. And I think exacerbated when you're listening using earbuds, for example, if you're out running or you're listening on the train or something like that. So when you work on your levels, you can make sure that everything kind of sounds the same. And in some software tools, you can use a a set tool that they have, a set effect, which is called normalize. And that can be a really good place to start. If there are some background noises that you're really unhappy with that are kind of low rumblings or things that have are kind of going on in the background, on some softwares, you can actually highlight a section of that, of that noise profile. And once you've got a, a copy of that, you can set the, the whole track to remove all of that from underneath. So if you found something in your audio that you don't like, it might be worth running it through a noise profile setting to try and get some consistency across the board. So then it's a question once you've looked at the levels, potentially normalising, potentially adding some EQ, some equalisation. So this can enhance and change the sound of the audio. It can also change the quality of how you hear a particular voice. So for example, my voice is quite high pitched normally. And if I was speaking to a man with a very, very deep voice, it might be that we wanted to lighten the shades of his tones and deepen mine so that there is an overall richer quality to the tones in our voice. Now, incidentally, I'm just going to mention here that each microphone and audio interface that you might be using can bring out different levels within the quality of your voice as well. It's a little bit geeky, so I'm just going to stop it there and not go too deep. But do be aware that each microphone can make you sound very, very different. When you've done that, you would want to be looking potentially if there's any issues in the audio that you aren't happy with. Maybe your audio has peaked, which is where it's been distorted because you've been too close or too loud to the microphone. And it might be that you're able to repair some of that with a a repair tool in the software itself. One of my favourite repair tools for audio is with Isotope. Isotope RX4 is my current favourite for repairing audio, but that does get a little bit complex. And then finally, you're probably going to want to compress or consider compressing the audio, which makes it a different file size, and then working out which format you need this audio in. So when I'm working on a file, on a raw file, I tend to bring it in and record it as a WAV file or as an AIFF, A-I-F-F file. But when I have finished it and it's going to be ready and polished and mixed and mastered, ready to go into my podcast hosting directory, Libsyn, which is the one I use, which will then push it out to iTunes, I need to make sure that it's an MP3. A WAV file is a lossless file. It is almost perfect, but an MP3 compresses everything. So you've got to make sure that you're exporting in the right format as well. 
And very occasionally, some softwares don't allow you to automatically export to an MP3, and you need what's called a LAM. I never know how you say this. It's either a LAME or a LAME code, and you would need to download that onto your computer and install it as well, just in case. Sometimes this can be the case with Audacity. But once you've done that process once, you would never have to ever again. I'm just going to quickly mention a new piece of technology that I haven't actually tested yet, which is called Orphonics, A-U-P-H-O-N-I-C-S. It's going to be a link in the show notes too. Now with Orphonics, it can take a lot of the mixing and mastering elements away from you. And I've heard some really good feedback from other podcast experts that I know saying they're really getting good results, that it is sorting out the levels and it's making it sound amazing in a very short space of time. It doesn't do all of the editing for you, but if you feel that setting the levels and twiddling all of the knobs is not going to be for you, that might be a way for you to shortcut some of the processes and make it sound amazing. But as I said, I've not listened in yet. So if you are out there thinking, I really do want to start my podcast, but this sounds a little bit complex, then I want you to know that I've got a free checklist for you to help you launch your podcast. Everything from the planning, the editing, right the way through to your launch. And you can get that at annaparkernaples.co.uk forward slash podcast checklist. And finally, In case this just sounds like hell to you, you can find out about having a discovery call to find out more about our production services. Everything can be done for you. Either just your launch package can be done for you to get those first shows out there and across that hurdle, or we can take on managing it all for you from everything from conception right the way through to regular monthly updates of your podcast. So you can check that out at annapn.co forward slash production. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. To get your free checklist on how to raise your profile and to find out about our community, go to annaparkernaples.co.uk forward slash get visible.